All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Art and Labor. We are a podcast ostensibly about the ongoing struggle to survive as an art and or cultural worker. Um, but we're also, you know, media analysis uh, theorists. Um, we may wear many hats. My name is OK Fox, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Sarah Crow. Hi, Sarah. Hi. I'm so happy to be here at Petty University. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, well, I guess I was going <laughs> to intro with my slam, which was uh, today we are joined by two legends of comics and Alex Deegan. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> Wait, where was the slam? I don't... Oh. Okay, blocked you on Twitter. Alex has also put up a congratulations on the player, which is an image I made. So I was like, is that a slam on me? No, that wasn't. That was a. a I'm trying to make it up to you because I did a slam on you. Um, right below it, you retweeted one of each of our comics. I sure did. Yeah, I sure did. I'm do- I'm covering all my bases today. Um, we are joined by Alex Deegan and Alec Hi. Robbins. Hello. Um, two titans of industry. <laughs> industry. Coast to of coast masterworks. <laughs> um, yeah, we're really stoked to uh, finally land the Alex Deegan interview. It took him dating one of the hosts for him to be on the show, um, even though he's been... I can't believe um, you're doing the boyfriend supporter. reveal. It's true. It's true. <laughs> in this I'm, roundabout way. I'm uh, finally using my sexuality to my career advantage. It works. It really it works. works. <laughs> it gets results when it gets. It's it does a get classic results. for a reason. Exactly. Wait, it worked for Yayo Kusama. It'll work for me. Wouldn't it be me using that to get onto the podcast? You're on the podcast all the time. What if that was my You're clouded. Long-term? You're clouded, Alex. You're clouded. <laughs> so, so you're He's clouded you're in the cloud sauce. Down on us. I'm clouded? Yeah. <laughs> I'm your number one reply guy for many years. <laughs> I was your... I'm, I think you There's, got that reverse. Oh, we're each other's reply guy. I think we're, we're repliers of... Guys, I think we're all just online friends. Yeah, it's true. I've been in I've been in anime chat with Alec for like three years, and Alec for a while. Alec was instrumental with the rest of the anime chat in getting me to read One Piece, which I was putting off until I'd be like in a on my deathbed or something. Um, it's good to say for that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I fucking pressured Alec to read One Piece, so. In yeah, a way, I'm the, the mastermind. Did it for me once and again. Then... <laughs> oh yeah, the, the pandemic did that for me as well. Yeah. Well, I'm the only old head on the call, clearly. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, Alex and I are fake fans. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like name five characters who all look alike, I'll be like, oh, okay, they're women name? with big tits, but uh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> name People five women on one piece. Yeah, I, I see characters from One Piece getting posted all the time that I do not remember because I read it in a big blur. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I am yeah. sure that guy was around for like 20 chapters, and I'm sure he's real, but I just can't yeah. fathom it. The worst thing about that, though, is I also have the memory of loving a character who was in it for like five seconds and then oh. not remembering who like a main character is. Like, <laughs> you know. I love that about it. I guess, okay, to lay out this episode a bit, um, 
we want to talk about One Piece. We want to do a One Piece episode um, once again because uh, we love it. And uh, listeners know that uh, I've been reading One Piece uh, <laughs> since I was 15 years old and I'm 32 now. And I've been reading it religiously every week for Ooh. half of my life. That's over half of your life. Over <laughs> half of my life. Wait, and, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Did it start when you were five years old? Uh, I, I think it started when I was born. I think it was. Start, I think it started in ninety one or something. Really? Oh, really? I no, thought it no, started I, I, in like two thousand four. No, I think it started, no, it started like ninety six, ninety seven. Okay, yeah. We're Ugh, on. We don't know anything about anything. It started in ninety seven. Yeah. Whoa. July ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. All right. That, wow. that makes more sense. It does. Uh, it's it's very much in the uh, what I call the Y two K beach aesthetic. <laughs> the, yeah. the turn of the century obsession with beaches and <laughs> it's true. I'm still obsessed with beaches nothing's changed for me there <laughs> no but Sarah's pointed this out the way that like dolphins kingdom hearts kingdom dead hearts. or alive beach volleyball oh, yeah. some, some some britney spears photo a, shoots a britney the way... spears photo oh Luke britney can we can we sidebar on britney H2O. for two seconds oh, oh yeah knife video. she's back she's back with knife play <laughs> saluting her i'm saluting her why she, would what she did she did she's she's she she's has back. brought culture back and she has ushered in october with the best video of her dancing with knives. It's her, <laughs> oh, it's, it's her dancing with two knives and doing knife tricks with them. And it's from like an like isometric butterfly view. knife tricks? No, like two and like Enigma's knives. playing. Oh, like a, like cool. They're big knives. Chance. They're big knives. And it's shot like half over them. her head. It's awesome. Like, and it's scary. There's, that's there's her favorite angle. tension is like her dogs walking to frame. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yes. you start wow. to worry, are the dogs going to get hurt? I think it's <laughs> a really exciting video. <laughs> no, I know, I know exactly. Like what people just constantly forget is that this is just a Louisiana girl. <laughs> and like... The knives are very big, but I guarantee you they aren't actually sharp at all. <laughs> well, she said they're not real. <laughs> Let's yeah. so, oh, okay, okay, I take back right, everything right. I say. Yeah. She's fake. Make the knives <laughs> real, Brittany. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, Brittany knife dance is pretty cool. Um, love Brittany knife dance. Sorry. On this um, podcast, we support Brittany <laughs> we knife dancing. She really had like it's gonna be like a huge. I think it's gonna be like all October. People will be like recreating the knife dance, and that will be the big online. I already thing. saw. I already saw somebody dressed up like Michael Myers doing it on TikTok. No, like, no. Nice. Earlier. All right. They already, they already learned the dance it's and coming. did it. I gotta check. It, it, it feels like um. Out. It feels like the OA dance. It feels like she's like summoning <laughs> wow, yeah. something. Oh and hell yeah. Like, uh, just resuscitating all of us. I yeah. wouldn't watch the OA if they all had knives. I, <laughs> Wait, the OA got canceled, and then OA fans went there yeah, and, and danced, danced yeah. outside of and Netflix. A, and a, to try a couple to get of them in. went on a hunger strike. Oh yeah. man, they were really they, they into... broke. They ate. <laughs> they gave up. Fake they fans. didn't. They didn't <laughs> die. <Fake fans. laughs> It would be really cool. I mean, not cool, but uh, interesting <laughs> if like a subset of fans died because Netflix yeah. didn't renew a show. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'll do if they don't renew One Piece. There we go. <laughs> oh, back back on the... Oh, they already oh, yeah, did, back, Okay, back on track. They gave it a season track. two. <laughs> oh, did yeah, they? It does, yeah. it does... Oh, they announced season two? 
Yeah, I think like a week ago, yeah. I could see that. Um, it makes sense because they won't really are pushing it so hard. Um, yeah, so we wanted to do this episode because of the, you know, the impetus was uh, a thread that Alex started um, critical of the One Piece live action um, that I thought was great and I had not seen any of it yet and I still agreed with it. <laughs> How you know the criticism is good. Well, I, I will say like, <laughs> I, I posted my first thoughts after watching 30 minutes of it, and mm. I included that tidbit in the tweet, and people got really upset, like, you really didn't even mad. finish it. And yeah. my honest response is, like, everything I was saying, I could have said, having never watched it at all. Like, mm. the 30 yes, minutes confirmed just a little bit of what I suspected, but the very idea of the show is what I'm criticizing more Can than Can you recap the, your yeah, argument? That, that, I was actually like, worried that I was going to get on here and say, like, <laughs> my only opinion on the show is, like, why does it exist? <laughs> yes, which is also, like, why Lucia is also, I think, was she went back and forth about doing this episode because Lucia is on, like, is, like, almost not quite caught up. I think she's on Fishman Island. And um, her and her husband have been watching One Piece, uh, so that so Lucia's entry to One Piece has been watching the anime, and um, has been really into it, and like is very against the live action for similar reasons as us. <laughs> and then and then I get to fill out the uh, Punnett yes. Square as the uh, what I've been calling Wire Mother Mode, which is the only One Piece <laughs> I've never read One Piece. I watched three episodes of the four kids dub in 2005 and I was like, wow, this is terrible. Um, and <laughs> spent the rest of my life hearing, Oh, this is really good, but uh, you know what? No. And then, uh, yep. and then yesterday watched everything at 1.5 speed. Oh, so you're, you're the zoomer perspective. I'm, I'm total, I'm total wire mother. Uh, just the fact. Wait, the Zoomer perspective would be awesome if you watched a TikTok with then somebody like playing like a yes. game about jumping over buses yeah, at the yeah. bottom and playing Sub with slime. Yeah, <laughs> subtitles on, ASMR going. Yeah. <laughs> some of the some of the marketing campaigns for the show also playing in another tab while playing Roblox. <laughs> that would be a really great like if Netflix could figure out a PNP yeah. situation. Oh, They're working I on it. I, they've, I've heard people gonna... talk about, maybe not recently, but maybe the last 10 years, people talk about like doing a second screen show and trying... Alec, you probably know more about <laughs> I know, this than yeah. I do. Where, <laughs> well, I mean, like, what I've... Oh, yeah, you go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, you take over. Because I don't even... I've never fully even understand what their goal would be. With well, the, the thing that I've heard is that over and over again for the past, like, who knows how long, execs have been more interested in shows that they can bill as a second screen experience, which is a show that is not like fully demanding your attention. They want shows on their streaming services that, uh, that users can have on in the background. So they don't want your show to be too good. They want it to be like something <laughs> you can kind of pick up and like realize what's going on. You get the context for it. If you look away for like 10 minutes and you look back at the screen, you can figure out everything that happened in the last 10 minutes. I would, say, I would say this show is kind of aiming for that almost. Yeah. It's this show is not a show. Like this show is not a show. Not. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll recap what I remember of what I tweeted, which is I, I think I said something really strong. Uh, like if you enjoy 
I had some caveats here. I said, if you enjoy this One Piece live action show for anything other than the novelty of its existence, mm. and, like the horror of this existence, yeah. then I think you are uh, devoid of love for comics in your heart. I said, you have no love for comics. And look, I'm like being yeah. a little jokey when I say that I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but I also really feel it. Like there's no but You reason. love comics. <laughs> I and love comics so much. You're so real for that. I loved that thread. Well, it was like I, and you know, I, heartfelt. It's, Sorry, it's, go ahead. Uh, it's it's one of the most awkward. Like from what little I do know of a comic and of an anime, like it seems like such an awkward thing to try. That's why the Cowboy Bebop show should have been a slam dunk. Like <laughs> that, that one was better be- suited. <laughs> To that an anime, to a live action show, I mean. So well suited. And right. Said you it already has Western influences within the show. Like, Ooh, it feels kind here, of like here, it's based I, on Western cinema. Like, yeah, but I was thinking the opposite. When they started announcing that Cowboy Bebop show for Netflix, I was like, Cowboy Bebop felt like a thing that was necessarily animation to begin with. And if they were going to make a live action thing of it, they could. It would have to go really stylized, which I don't think they would. Well, exactly. I think they would. They uh, well, didn't didn't. Neither of those shows have style. The One Piece live action (laughs) and the and the. It truly does not. Neither have style. No swag. They look like porn parodies. They look like those porn parodies. That's one hundred percent the aesthetic. Yes, because it's. I hear people saying it looks like a like the Cowboy Bebop. They said looked like a fan film sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yes, but people aren't saying that about One Piece when I think they look visually identical. I yes. agree. I agree. Yeah. The the one caveat being that like One Piece and, is less afraid to like put their characters in silly costumes. Right. Yeah. Which is like one point I'll give it in that it's kind of there's like a there's like a freak satisfaction to seeing like mm-hmm. how do they adapt this character to the screen? How does Kuro look in live action? How does uh, how does Arlong and Buggy look? That's to me yeah. the same sort of appeal as those Pokemon in real life threads that were going around like Honestly, here's my thing too guys just watch the one piece on ice you got Shoma <laughs> as Luffy wow wait or, or that or that insane Kabuki one that we were looking oh at oh my god yes Alex. Cool. thank you for showing that. me that that was so I want to see that if anyone has that, that. Is they're, they're like dragons sitting on treasure with copyright of that shit to try to find a video of it like video exists I know yes. video exists of that you cannot find it Oh, that sucks. There's it's insane a, that we can't find that. There's a there's a stage adaptation of the arcade game Golden Axe with insane costumes. Oh. And for like 15 years, I've been trying to find footage of it. And I've come to like the same 20 photographs of it. Oh my God. And I don't know how someone took an arcade game and like we need turned to it into a, a theater studies. Play. We need to befriend like a theater studies major, like. Um, who is like doing that research and can like find that shit for us? I don't know. Yeah, there's also find it. Takarazuka, the the people mm-hmm. in drag. Oh yeah, I have one in front of me actually. Those they did once upon a time in America. Oh my god! Whoa. I remember oh, we talked whoa. about that, and I was like sweating. I was like going at the like I was like writing like wares into the fucking shit, looking for it, being like <laughs> must exist. You read this, Alex? I, no, there's wow. a big white line across it. Uh, you, you may Matsuri Takarazuka. Yeah, it's a TMP special Dream Festival Takarazuka, 1994. Oh. Yeah, and something, something. I can't read it. it I think it's like a mix of a bunch of different ones. I haven't watched it yet. 
It has some problematic makeup in it for sure. Oh, <laughs> Amen. Of course. <laughs> There's a lot of, lot, of, lot of weird, strangely respectful and also offensive black and brown face they do all the time, which is bizarre. The whole thing. Uh, can't wear, uh, theater adaptation is a whole thing. But the um, thing about theater so ad- adaptation is like they make stylistic choices in the fact that there's like it's a theater and it's people in costumes that are on stage. There's like a suspension of disbelief in a way to get into it, but they have to make stylistic choices. Mm-hmm. In like nowadays TV and movies, everything's so fucking maximalist that they just run everything through the like MCU machine. Like the sure fact is. that fucking Cowboy Bebop has such distinctive style and way the way the characters speak to each other and the fact that when they made a netflix one it was just literally like did i do that style like well not that literally but like (laughs) it was it was kind of did i do that there were there were some real weird jokes in that comic about thing about like there was uh some jokes about jet and like black coffee and uh what was the line that i I cannot it was so uncomfortable And I don't know, like you're you're no. developing these lines wholesale. You're going so off book. It's so brave of you. <laughs> it's so dumb of you to do that when you're dealing with these like honestly perfect scripts. I think the yes. old Cowboy Bebop scripts are so yes. like rich yes. and simple and full of depth. There's like a lot to I work. Mean, you with. could have done like the way Gus Van Sant just reshot Psycho. You could just <laughs> yeah. use use Cowboy Bebop as a shooting script. Just do funny games. <laughs> Yeah, funny games and funny games <laughs> USA. <laughs> um, can I say fair is fair? Um, the there is a Netflix anime adaptation I do like. Um, <laughs> Which one I, is that? I like the Death Note adaptation. You're crazy! Whoa. I like. That's worse than any of them to me. That was like the <laughs> biggest one. I like. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I like Death Note. <laughs> So I'm not really precious about the material, but I will say people see Death Note fans that were actually ships. Like, say again, Sarah. Sorry, I missed. No, you. Talking. Yeah. I um, the the I'm I I cosplayed Kira um a lot when I was a kid, and because uh, <laughs> I'm a psycho psychopath, and um uh I love Death Note. Um, I've and, literally never read a page of Death Note. I don't. All I know is to. that there was a live-action Japanese movie, yeah, and there was a yep. CG, CGI monster, and he looked like he looked like Michael okay. Jackson. The That's way they cool. made his nose look. Yeah, yeah. the live-action Japanese, <laughs> <one, laughs> live Japanese one is funny, and it uses uh, doesn't it? Or I might be getting confused with One Piece because I remember One Piece and Death Note both use Danny California, um, the red eyes. Danny California. Why? In like the promos or in the movie itself? Like, like the ending. Oh, cool. <laughs> Can you use a red hot or something? Yeah. I think that was the live action Japanese Death Note, if I'm not mistaken. They should have gotten the opening theme for the They should have gotten Anthony Kiedis to change the lyrics to just be about Death Note or like. Wait. Anthony Kiedis is such a good song about Death Note. That's why I like, I like the One Piece, or like, sorry, I like the Netflix. Uh, Death Note. It's because Death Note is stupid. Like Death yeah. Note is yeah. stupid. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So you're to, right to that do... there's less to fuck up there. Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 only, it's only uphill from the bottom. And like it, Rhea, it is, um, girlfriend, oh, fantasy hello. fulfillment. 
it is uh <laughs> is, is that what death note is about i don't even know yeah. the plot i know the basic thing is you write somebody's name into a book and they die right it's, no, it's a it's cat and mouse like, detective thing yeah. like there's there's l is this teen prodigy genius uh like serial killer hunter kind of. he's the um, bugged out kid with the like with no shoes yeah. on or whatever. Yeah, and he sits really funny in his chair. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like cultural I was I was in Japan when it was at its height, so I I think by cultural osmosis I mm-hmm. know who the characters are. It's like, really, it can be really compelling when it's uh when it's really devising these in like I don't know, these really incredible little machinations and traps that they're trying mm-hmm. to think their way out of. That's when it's exciting, but like thematically. Yeah. And I think Death Note is hilarious. I think really Death Note funny. is much more of a gag manga than it gets credit for. It's so funny. It I has, agree. Like, that whole scene where they're like playing tennis. Oh, <laughs> become friends. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, um, but going off track, I mean, Alex, I did want to talk about that you're reading one piece in japanese too oh well i'll i'll just give my background just like alec like i had not read it at all and the whole time i was in japan people were like you gotta read one piece and i think i was just like dude how am i gonna catch up like it's hundreds of volumes (laughs) long like it's 30 years old and like it took until the pandemic that i was just like okay now i have time and, you know, it's really cheap to just buy it off of auction. You can buy, like, pallets of it. So I remember I like, you bought 75 volumes off of eBay. Yeah, I was so jealous because yeah. the American <laughs> volumes are, like, they have not gone down in price. They're, like, 10 bucks each all the way. That's through. so funny. It's so mass-produced that it was just like, yeah, here's uh, 75 Dollar. of them. It's $80 plus shipping. And you're like, okay. So. But I, I think I did myself a disservice by reading <laughs> reading thirty years of comics in like six months because like I think I over I think I'm like still on break from it. Like I'm not oh. up to date on it. And you know, it's it's a it's a shonen jump comic, so like I love One Piece, but the thing I love about One Piece sometimes is backseated to like the way the medium, the way it's mediated, like what I love about One Piece is there's the characters are, are made with real love and so many of the characters are really flamboyant and ridiculous at the same time that they have like real pathos and yes. are fully understandable as people. And that's to me what I love about it. But then at the other point, it's a Shonen Jump comic. So they're like, yeah, there's a stronger and stronger enemy that we're going to be fighting forever in this going thing. And after a while, you're like... I want to hear about the weirdos. I don't give a shit about like right. another cool guy with a shirt off. There's a cool guy with a with a <laughs> uh, with a fur coat, and you're just like, I don't care. Like, to summarize my little criticism on our, we had a previous episode of One Piece with um, two of my friends, uh, Sam um, Brennan and uh, August Lip. Uh, we went to go see One Piece movie Red. Um, and we talked about that in the, the series a bit. And I guess, like, um, the big takeaway from, from that was that, um, uh, oh my God, sorry, I totally lost my train of thought. But, um, <laughs> but, but, but uh, do you get, do you get oh, what oh, I'm oh, saying? Yes, because yes, of, okay. So our big takeaway from that was that um, there's this whole cottage industry that has emerged of um, one piece uh, content creators and people who uh, just 
like are obsessed with like getting the raws as soon as possible, getting the spoilers as soon as possible. Like it's all over Twitter all the time now. This is like recent, like post pandemic development that it's like exploded in um, English social media so hard. Um, and it's just, it's just become so, so, so big um, that like, I think it's affecting the quality of the series, unfortunately because it's catering to that really loud, insane group of people who are obsessed with, like, power scaling. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, even, even if it doesn't cater to them, I think, like, the editors at that magazine probably push that. Like, there's a yeah. lot of editorial like, control. That's, that's the issue with, like, Problem. most Shonen series. I think One Piece kind of has a better balance of it than a lot of other Shonen Jump manga. Yeah. Right? So I, I do kind of, like, if I'm in the right mood, I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll have my vegetables now. Let me, let me, <laughs> let's, let's do the power scaling uh, 30 chapter long boss fight. Like, I'm, I'm in. But... I mean, My, the cool thing yeah. about One Piece is sometimes there are stakes in that, and you're like, this is great. But then other times, like, I don't know. I, I could be wrong about this. I'm, I'm no manga scholar. But I think that all started with Dragon Ball, when he was just like, hey, what if there's, like, a, a fight contest in this? And that was so <laughs> yeah. wildly popular. Right. And that was literally, yeah. like, almost 40 years ago that, like, you read all these comics, like, I don't think Yu Yu Hakusho was even really going to be fighting all that much and then after a while they're like fighting is big man right now i'm going through it and it's so stark how like the first 20 chapters are just cute little stories about a Mm -hmm. guy who's a ghost doing good deeds around town and then it's almost like on a dime it's okay okay, you gotta go infiltrate this fighting tournament and kuabar is also a main character with you now it's just immediately a different series yeah Yeah, like dragon ball versus dragon ball z you know yeah and and dragon ball is had the fight contest in it but it was usually pathos and joke delivery and then dragon ball z was just kind of like what's escalating that's fight all stuff. like yeah i love the android saga the android saga is the most emotional saga of dragon ball z it's my favorite and well i like the boo saga because he went back to doc dr slump era things but in that scary power scaling thing so it's like yeah there's a demon that's gonna kill the world but he's like a a fat rubber baby yeah and also like i love Fist of the North Star, which is just power scaling forever, and like Bucky. every character Bucky. is basically one dimensional, but it's awesome because it is just that and nothing else. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, One Piece when it's like, what if this guy's really strong? And you're like, <laughs> I don't care. There's like ghosts and rubber people and a woman who can make her arms appear everywhere. Like that's much cooler than a tough guy. I don't know. Yeah. I remember getting like around halfway through the series, they introduced hockey and I'm like, Oh, you're, you're leaning into it. Now we got to do all like the power stuff that they've been ignoring. And I, I felt like I agree with you. That was, that was kind of like a weaker angle than anything else they were usually presenting to me. (laughs) Also the supernovas um, was, is a really annoying sticking point for me. Um, people fucking love them, but they were like an editor's like. Wait, which ones were the supernovas? Supernovas are like the they're the like new the, new gener- the, the, new <laughs> well, so like, the new generation, the new generation. What do they look like? It's law. It's kid. Ben Alpha. Oh, yes, yeah. those characters suck. Oh, that's like that's like a nerd's you. idea of what was cool <gasps> in that one year. 
Like you, you guys know. are my people. You're my friends. <laughs> like, yeah, and then so, it slows down the whole series by like you have to get through every single one of their stories. Yeah. Oh my god! And some of the stories are cool, but it's like I'm like I want my guys. I want to know more about my guys that I already know. Yeah, so, wait, like, so that was just an editor was just like you have to include these or it something. It was like this. I think it, I, Oda tells the story that they were supposed to just be like kind of one off people, and then like like editors were like oh people like them so much and then he had like uh, them all out yeah they did grow on me but i'm like my biggest problem with them is that there's so much less time spent on the straw hat crew <laughs> and these characters that i like for the whole beginning of the series you're like investing so much into them and now they're all just supporting roles mm-hmm. <laughs> they get like little bit parts in each arc and it's really just luffy and the worst generation being the stars i i do yeah. i i do love wano i think i'm sorry sarah or on, no, no, no. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm invested. It. Don't worry. I'm, I'm here for it. I, I still, I've only read the very beginning of Wano. That's a, where okay, I stopped. Yeah. No, you gotta catch up. Wano's kind of done now, so it's a good time. Done. Like, read it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just have to buy the books. Those and ones are not as, those aren't as cheap as the old ones. Oh so right. Well, you get the Shonen Jump app and switch to English and endure Zoro being called Zolo. Oh, is he called Zolo? Dude, I don't have that problem. <laughs> I don't have that problem because I read the illegal scans. Yeah, because uh, they come out a day or two before the. Uh, so then, okay. the only real like experience I ever had with One Piece was the version where they, the anime, they they turn all the cigarettes into lollipops. Oh yeah, that was the whole thing. And then all have <laughs> the where they're just pointing their fingers so I, like a gun instead of having a gun. <laughs> oh yeah i think Yu-Gi-Oh that. replaced guns with walkie talkies once oh, oh my god yes. kinds of edits. Uh, in retrospect but, really funny but <laughs> but sarah you grew up to be such a good person it's probably because you didn't see all those cigarettes right. in the it worked on you right. <laughs> yeah no that was my whole thing lollipop like, addiction in middle school <laughs> like on a computer like being like you guys don't understand you haven't seen the real one piece you guys you have to watch it come to my house we'll watch it nobody nobody nobody, <laughs> nobody. It's, uh, i actually hate the, i hate the anime i will say i've like that's how i started watching it and i yeah. stopped because it was i mean look it's not one piece it's a fair criticism no it's the way that, yeah the way that these shonen jump animes yeah. always work is like they're just stalling to keep up to the yes. right. pace oh, of yeah. new chapters. And you'll watch yeah. an episode. Yeah. The first, every, I'm saying things everyone already knows. Like the first right. five minutes yeah. are a recap of the that. previous episode. Yeah. But the holy one shit, that is not if, the way to watch it. If people don't like to read that and you, want to, and you just want an anime to watch, watch the one pace edit of... Yeah, one, you said that. What, what is what's one pace? It's like a fan edit that cuts all the fat oh. and cuts all the. Oh, they actually oh. edit it. Wow. That's yeah, yeah. So it's like so the, it's a, the bridge DBZ stuff that people did. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And well, that's how we was watching it. That's the why I never watched the anime. Was I don't like Luffy's voice, and <laughs> I think it's great. Really? <laughs> I, think it's really, I, really like I mean, it. it makes sense, but I pictured him being even more high pitched. Oh, it's pretty high yeah, like, I know, but I pictured him sounding like like a straight up child child with no mm. rough edge whatsoever. And then well, I was like, oh, like I that's almost the one thing that they kind of pull off in this TV adaptation. I think he like kinda he knows I mean the problem with it like a lot of shows, especially like a lot of Netflix shows, is that like a bunch of people know exactly what kind of show they're making, and then like three main characters don't, and they're just—it's <laughs> yeah. now my. Right. I'm making a story about a woman trying to survive, and everybody else 
is like, I have a phone that's a snail and, uh, but I have to just hold this kind of green screen phone instead and pretend that it's a snail. Cause they're going to put the snail in post. Oh, is it, is it, does it look like that? Does it look oh, like they have totally- a real puppet? There's you a real snail. Yeah. <laughs> and so what I was thinking, like, I think that this, obviously they would never do it because it would be way too expensive. But I think if they went like Farscape style into <laughs> like that, I think could actually kind of work if they went serious, like heavy into puppets. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they do Chopper without if they make Chopper a little CGI goblin, it'll be fucking oh, terrible. Like if they get a, if they get like a Muppet, it would be fucking awesome. Yeah, they teased yeah. Chopper already for the season two announcement. So like, they, 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 like? they plant. Well, no, they they ended this little like announcement video with Oda drawing Chopper and saying oh. they're gonna need a medic soon. And it's like, okay, so season two, they're specifically saying puppets. He'll be there. Like, yeah, and on, they usually did puppets for the Den Den Mushi. Yeah, that I think the snail is a puppet. It's an animatronic. I like it's, that. Yeah, and I mean, there's it there's things insane. like I'll start by saying like the things that are kind of fun about the show are like okay, you see the costumes, you see the the sets, you see the little animatronics that they mm-hmm. throw in from time to time. There's plenty of really bad CGI, but that's Netflix <laughs> yeah. TV yeah. show shit. Like, right. what are you gonna? That's, that's yeah. I expect that on anything on TV. Yeah. So like, those are the reasons to watch yeah. if you're interested. <laughs> but like, that's it. <laughs> That's fucking it. <laughs> the wigs are so bad, Sarah. Thank you They're for saying so that. so bad. I was oh, yeah. wigs are bad. I've seen Alex's I you last saying that. night. Like, specifically. The, like, it's all the first to, like, have somebody tell you how to recognize a wig. Like, don't have to look it up. Don't don't try and figure that out because your life is going to be ruined forever. And then, especially <laughs> in the, like, hard front. Like, shake. I was saying it's a shake and go home wig the nami wig is bad the nami wig is bad um I, I but i like what they did with kobe where they just kind of like dyed his hair slightly it's like pick or choose make them make them have extensions or fucking i don't know fucking which one's colby the kobe's the, this cute little uh navy navy guy navy oh kid. yeah his hair. Guess, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah little non-binary queen yeah <laughs> seriously yeah. wait am i am i still on i just gotta connect and reconnect oh i am yeah you're, you're, you're yeah. good um, yeah. So, yeah. But again, I gotta, like, I always shoot for my my fellow obnoxious glasses wears. So, <laughs> I, I just back to the, the the like reason for existence thing. Like, I mean, why make an anime <laughs> into a TV show or a manga or whatever? Well, my like, my answer for you is my biggest <laughs> criticism. It is it is all marketing. And Netflix doesn't yeah. exist to make shows. They exist to have you talk about it so that there's a reason for people to know yeah. it exists and subscribe to it. And like Cowboy Bebop, my main criticism the whole time was they milked the marketing cycle way more than they milked the show. Like the show came out and it was canceled within three weeks. <laughs> and like that's, That's like so you're, yeah. you're right because the marketing cycle was like a year, and it was people talking yes. about like right. casting and races of the casting of the characters, and yeah. But like yeah. Netflix is right to do this because the fans fucking yeah. love it. They they're it. into that. Mm-hmm. They want it to be a marketing cycle. Like hey, even with One Piece, there's there's like I don't know how many fucking promos they filmed before the SAG strike hit, 
but like they were right. pumping out new videos with the cast every day. And even after it started airing, they were like, there was still like another two weeks worth of shit you could just watch of wow. Luffy meeting Oda, or Oda, Luffy, yes. like the whole cast hanging out and answering questions about their favorite One Piece characters. It was just nonstop. YouTubes, and, YouTubes, YouTubes. Yeah, but and I'm like, that's, that's but, what it is. It exists as that more than it exists as that. a show. Thank that you. That makes me so sad. <laughs> because yeah. it's like, well, I don't know. I was just thinking about the other day, like, the fact that like calling things stories that we love and books and TV shows and I whatever calling all of that IP <laughs> seems like they they kind of won. Like I don't know. I had this weird thing like when when NFTs were the ascendancy and like you had to hear about board apes from people everywhere. Yeah. One thing that really surprised me was they were like, yeah, and once the board apes are worth enough money it'll turn into a video game and a TV show and comic books <laughs> because the IP is so expensive. That just naturally happens. And I was just like, Oh, they're like in like sort of like the post MCU world. It only makes sense that like, yeah, this thing's an IP first. And then it's like a story that you care about. It's funny it's that so, people thought so they're ugly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's absolutely backwards. It's and so, so you don't watch like, that. Did you want to don't, watch something because you're excited to like, like okay, the board, board ape mythology, whatever it is, is non-existent. But then yeah. you're hoping that they'll make a show out of it, so there's something you can grasp onto later. Yeah, it's like stone soup. It's like except the stone is some <laughs> rich person having a lot of money. Like you know, and it's like yeah. To 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 tie these points together a bit, I I'd say like um we had this whole cycle about like. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel versus Scorsese, or whatever, uh, or like that, it's been ten years of that. I know, I know. I can't wait for Capcom but, to release that. Marvel versus Scorsese. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh my god. Uh. But the, like, we've had this whole cycle about like, oh yeah, these Marvel movies, uh, suck, and uh, we were we were enchanted, or like uh, not me because I'm very smart and cool. Um. But a lot of other people <laughs> were very enchanted about um like rotten tomato scores and um youtube content creator that they like like got an advanced invitation to the screening and got a gift basket and has so much nice stuff to say (laughs) about it and uh and just get like they fall for what is pr what is public relations a huge industry on top of the media industry that works hand in hand with the media industry to um like build up numbers on the computer that makes it seem like things have value when it does not have actual value yeah Um, and i mean if that's the weirdest thing like if you like something or dislike something that should be the value for it but the fact that everything's been database animal to death that like I don't know. When I was a kid, I remember there were video game forums where people would argue about which platform was better. Oh, yeah. Console never wars. Un- the great console wars of the, the 2000s. Great console yeah. wars. There were people who were like, <laughs> like writing fucking blood oaths on like... <laughs> Yeah, all that culture has been well, fucked dude, yeah, like, since I was a kid. But like that whole like- kind of thing of being like, do you like a video game or not? Instead mm-hmm. of being like, Looks like fucking Nintendo's eating Sony's lunch on this one, like or whatever, you know. Like it's it's like a meta game to them. It's mm-hmm. not about liking the things or play. Like I mean, the whole my whole right. my little aside about Marvel is that was never about watching and enjoying movies. It was like they pitched this new concept of 
of a movie franchise where it was all going to link together and they gave you this like looming end date of this Avengers team up movie that was going to come right. and all the characters you've been watching would merge together. And the people watching these movies would, would constantly like, if you remember at the time, they'd be like, okay, that one wasn't so good, but the tease at the end, like <laughs> you're, you're yeah. not watching them because you want to see a movie. You've bought into this new, like, concept of how to watch a franchise and and they kind of taught you in a way the weirdest thing was i remember talking to friends i've seen pretty much every marvel movie because one of my good friends wants to see them in the theater (laughs) and his wife who's also my friend doesn't want to see them in the theater so i i have to go with him but uh the movies don't have stakes at all because it's gonna it has to keep going forever so like Right. Nothing is going to actually happen or change for the most part. Isn't that like life, though? <laughs> no, I think life is the absolute opposite of it. I think everything changes forever and it's all stakes. But like, then it got so fucking Byzantine that like, okay, well, to understand what's happening in this Marvel movie, you have to have watched this TV show that's only on Disney+. And it was like, okay. But for and a they, while, people liked that. Like when it, when it was, there were articles that would come out with the new every new Marvel movie. Like, here's what you need to know about the next one, and here's what the teaser. So and creepy. people made a game out of it. And like people who were it. left out would be like, "I gotta get into Marvel. I want to learn about this character because my friends are excited." Like it wasn't and about it was, <laughs> like what's so bewildering to me about that is that like what they did was they were like, you know, this thing that prevents people from reading our comic books, which is that you have to be reading 20 different, you know, like (laughs) I I have never been able to like keep, keep a through with like a a Western comic. And that that, like one of the, they had a chance for a clean break from that. And they rebuilt it. They just just, were just like, what if we do that with movies now? And it's like, did that even work like because and the people, console wars thing sorry yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's like it still exists with dc and marvel like people are like that yes. about those movies and those but it's, it's also universes. funny because like marvel has that like byzantine nerd thing of being like well you had to have read issue blah 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 blah, blah to understand this but like the most recent star wars movie the end of the trilogy yeah. i think the announcement of the villain happened in a live event in Fortnite. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I, I, didn't, I, I haven't seen that. When I was like 12, 13, I was like the biggest Star Wars kid. Like that was my thing. Oh my and then well, I Alex, didn't... Alex, I, Alex you, 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 you make fun, but I learned all about Martin Luther King. I have a dream in Fortnite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> were you, were you, doing, aside. you were doing the Millie Rocket with fucking Rick, yeah. of, Rick and Morty yeah. in front yeah. of me. I was with... Uh, famously outed pedophile justin roiland the day that that Oof. happened and he Oof. was complaining story. about rick and, well he, it's so it's so uh like exactly what you'd expect yeah. he heard about the rick and morty people like characters people playing the game as those avatars uh fucking around in the martin luther king exhibit <laughs> in Fortnite. And, and, and he loved it he, he was he like showing good. us videos and be like laughing like, why the fuck would they yeah. let this happen oh my god but yeah the fact that the fact that like the emperor from the first Star Wars trilogy's back for no yeah. reason, and the way you would know why he's back is from like you know an online video game that's for like twelve year <laughs> twelve year olds and thirty eight year old men who wow. make content. You know, it's very weird. Yeah. Um, well, I want to go back to what you said about it being taught 
it's being taught to children that this is normal and this is just part of life and this is just how you look at stuff and there's no public education anymore because it's being dismantled by reactionaries who are afraid of art and afraid mm. of culture and afraid of children um, learning and growing out of like um, Christian ethno-nationalism. And, Wait, you don't uh, think there's going to be good art stuff taught by Prager U when they become the uh, vitalized American Give it a chance. education Your system? videos are well animated. <laughs> Uh yeah, so it that's that is I mean my new my new piece my new published piece in yeah, it was great it was fantastic yeah it was really good thank you so much I need I I'm just uh, fishing for compliments but um my new piece is about how I just want to be cognizant of artists that are that grew up influenced by cryptocurrency economies and how it's just like part of the pedagogy of like the like how they learned how to make work um or what what I, you know yeah like, i mean it's it's weird though i mean we laugh about it but there's a seemingly endless sea of these people who are like the ai evangelists and what the ai people seem to think like art is what it does what it's for is so alien and is this like sort of like mercenary cynical weird i mean they 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 try to have it both ways like the nft people like they're super mercenary and like being like yeah art cells are fuming a machine could do it now and you're like fuck you and they're like you don't like the democratization of, of, of art? You're being very ableist right now. Yeah, you're like, you, the- you can't do both of those. Like, No. Don't you understand that if you're disabled, you can't make art? <laughs> I know. that. Did you see? So you saw what yeah. I'm talking about, Sarah? Yeah. Sarah and it was just like, <laughs> art has been the thing that, that's like the original job for disabled people in communities like 40,000 years ago. I know. Like, you would be like a masseuse, a priest, or an artist, yeah. or a musician. That's what that's what you do. <laughs> so this, like, wow. this might be like taking things into a totally different direction. But like, so I also recently watched a different series all in one day, which was Station Eleven, which came out a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. And I never saw that. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, then we don't have to talk, but it's it's... Like it's set in like uh, a kind of uh, fuzzy post-apocalyptic, so it's not it's not the road, right? It's you're following Shakespearean actors, and but it's also like about the power of art that it has in our lives and how it has these like reverberations through our lives and the role that it can have for yourself versus like uh, it being something that you share with other people. And I, I think like. It is a very like it, it was like a strangely uh pro I don't know, I felt like I haven't seen a lot of stuff really like investigating like this is why art's good for you. It's why it's good to make it, it's why it's good to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh and and I think that you're right. Like we have a generation of like kids especially who are are 
having that stuff taken out of their hands because of political yes. reasons. Well, yeah. and, and for commercial reasons, and it's yeah. also becomes yes. a, the way the way that we talk about art. Like, is that yes. like baby? Okay. I'm just showing you guys my cat. Sorry, go, 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 keep going. I think Alex should bring in like five cats. Oh, yeah, like wow. yeah, there, there, uh, there's three cats. left. I mean, the, the, we adopted them out. They're all healthy yeah. and fun and having great yeah. lives. But we, have, we kept three. But but yeah, I it it is weird. Because I feel like my opinion about art and my responsibility as a person is to like tell everybody to make art all the time because we should be like yeah. individually. Well, those, like those people who like you know, the AI bros who are whoever are talking about, uh, you know, now I can finally make art. They don't understand that you can just make something and express yourself, and that will be valuable and worth your time and. Mm-hmm. Worth, worth exploring because the way that they view art is it has to be something that fits a, a commercial mold that can make money. Like they're, they're thinking it needs to look like if they want to, if they're a filmmaker, they think it needs to look like a Hollywood movie. If they're an artist, uh, if they're a cartoonist, they think it needs to look like a Marvel comic or something. They don't want to engage with the idea that you can just scribble on a zine, share it with your community and you'll all connect over it. Like it's, it's not like they, I mean, We're and that's pretty much how the four of us, the four people talking right now, connected to begin with, right? I mean, like scribbling scenes, it's true, and connecting like that. But the weirdest thing about that is, like, I mean, we don't need to get into this because I think we all agree, and we'll be preaching the choir. But the AI push is obviously like a massive de-skilling push that's kind of like nineteenth-century labor practices, yes. and the fact that it does that but also steals from existing artists <laughs> and at the same time that it has this kind of like i don't know if you ran into this but same same with nft people i ran into this this kind of like vindictive like oh you think you're special because you can make stuff have fun being poor yeah. and you, this is the future kind of thing and then like you'd be like well fuck you and they'd be like but this will raise every boat and all artists will make money. Blah, blah, blah. The AI people are doing that too. The most disgusting thing is that they talk about it being a democratization. And it's like, it's not a democratization. Like a democratization would us have like a platform in which people can make and share art. That would be the democratization where it didn't have gatekeepers or ways of rating and putting things serious or unserious, choosing which voice spoke or whatever. And the fact that they're selling like a giant theft machine that spits out like a <laughs> mathematical average of stolen shit is right. so crazy making. Like it's funny time to time, but like if anyone actually believes that, it's deeply sad. Like I don't think a lot of them do believe it. I think a lot of them are misguided <laughs> and and trying to make some sort of uh, profit off of this or just bought yeah. into an ideology right. that means if they buy into this early, they're going to ride the coattails up. Like That's why it's so frustrating to argue with them. That's why they keep changing their position like you're describing. Yeah. It's because they're just dodging the truth that they already know is there. It's just funny because two years ago, I had the exact same conversations with people I know and mostly total, total strangers about NFTs. NFTs died and everyone's into AI and it's the same exact people saying the same exact things who do the thing of being, being like, this is the future, fuck you. And you're like, uh, fuck you. And they're like, no, actually, this is good for mankind. Do you hate mankind? <laughs> and you're just like, so, Don't you, yeah. do you hate progress? 
it's getting to the point where like we do need to kind of like re-strategize like how we deal with um these people and like yeah, I well, guess, the like, thing is, I don't know if we can deal with those people. I think what we or, have to deal with is yeah. is is saying to everybody we know that art is important and yeah. you can and should make art. Like, I, I think that's what I'm getting at. Is like yeah. a, a, a part of a, a re strategy is to like um, rebuild working class institutions, um, public publicly funded ones, public free like you know free CUNY again, free yeah. SUNY, like these things. I, like, I mean, I was talking to Sarah about, and need to be funded again. I was talking to Sarah about my mom's twin and she and her twin sister got excited about art. They didn't come from a family with artists or any art in it. The art students league of, of Philadelphia was free. Really? The people there were there were cool and gave you stuff to do, taught you stuff. And you could go there Friday, Saturday, Sunday for free as a kid. And you know, both mm-hmm. of them went to art school after that. Coming from like total working class, and our whole artists. our whole like adult lives, they have been scaling any of that back. Yeah. Like, not just shuttering all of it. Yeah, it's not just yeah. really existent at this point. Yeah, like even the publicly funded museums in New York City are now paywalled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is insane, and we yeah. never should have allowed that to happen. And it's. Fuck I life. love that they're paywalled yeah. and they have the names of fucking villains on them at the same time. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> you sell your soul and you don't even get anything. Like, don't even get anything. You get the devil's name on a thing and it still costs $30. It's like, what did you sell? What did you get? They should be paying us to go into the devil's yeah. buildings. Seriously, if, it's, if it says David Koch's name on the building, they should be paying you for like living this long without finding him and killing his whole family. Like... Uh, parody it's crew Satire. um video in a video game um also <laughs> uh uh yeah no i i'm i'm just i'm i'm glad to be talking with like people with their heads on straight because like people are so distracted by junji ito doing the whip in the nene <laughs> that, <exactly. laughs> that made me so sad man yeah, God. <laughs> that made me so sad whatever that whatever they like you're like Here's an artist I love. I've loved their work my whole life. And they're like, okay, but what if he did the stanky leg and the meme? And you're like, no. What if we put a big clown nose on him? Seriously. It's so like, <laughs> we put a rainbow wig on this artist you love. Like, yeah. But their art is awesome. You don't have to. Okay. Well, it's just a dark vision. Like that's, that's what you, that's what they think everyone just wants out of their artists. Yeah. And then because, because we don't have public education, people use youtube like a, a resource they use the the internet to like learn yes, about they, they use they the, like. the green brothers the green like brothers? literally or no wait what yeah oh hey, yes john, the jonathan greens of the world yeah the jo- <laughs> no those oh, two know, guys literally so they they were uh originally I, <laughs> this is how like how <laughs> much how too much youtube i consume i was watching brothers in 2007 started as a project between these guys these brothers who were just making like one minute videos every other day just to be like talk to each other basically and they got a huge following and now there's they are an education empire and literally like the so like one brother makes videos about like math and science shit and then 
it's all like fuck yeah science and then the other guy wrote the fault in our stars so he does all of the like oh, oh it's literally yeah. that green okay. yeah, it's that that green. Green. yeah. yeah. Oh, oh okay it makes videos. sense I, didn't, I forgot that he had a youtube following I, no yeah, okay. videos I never knew that. Are, are shown in in classrooms now like constantly uh I mean, that's that's kind of what I've heard from people like who go to the kind of public schools that I went to, which were just normal, you know, instead of I mean, in like you can say like, like in my health class, all we did every day was like a worksheet. And then we watched the first 20 minutes of Mission Impossible 2 <laughs> over and over and over and. And so I would say that probably like watching an actual little YouTube video about something is better, but like the whole thing has been, it, it's again, this, this like, I mean, it's kind of like the fucked up, like the food, the food banks becoming, they start out because you want to do something extra, you want to help. And then you end up becoming a crutch for the, the resource to be able to just say, oh, well, you've got this though. So, yeah. Like, I mean... I don't know. The other thing I was thinking about is like last year I, I, I stopped working out at the gym cause I was afraid of COVID and I've been working out at a guy's house. He has a really long driveway and I walk up and down the driveway to like start to like, to like to get my juices flowing before I start boxing. And someone was working on like, it's a long driveway. And someone was working on the house, like in front, and I heard this really like this voice that was just like this, like sort of like high pitched British voice that was like like. And then the reason the Communist Party took over Russia was because the Queen of England, blah blah blah. The Queen of England wanted to make communism, and most people don't know that it was a project <laughs> done by the Queen of England and the King of Germany. And I was oh like, it's like, is this guy listening to like John Birch radio? Like, what? <laughs> and then, and then, as I was walking, Alex Jones like came on. Like, oh, he was like, oh. Alex Jones was just like, a lot of people don't know about this. You're telling the real. And I was oh thinking, God. like, that's so funny that like there are pre- people who probably didn't ever get history taught to them and are yes. hearing about history for the first time, right. and it's from whatever shit is on Alex Jones that day. And I was like, I was like stopping and listening because it was so fucking awesomely preposterous of just like, of just like, yeah, you know, um, all of the kings of, of Western Europe made the communist revolution happen so they could take over. And I was just like, there's no, there's so easy to argue about that. And I was thinking like, oh yeah, but all of the people who listen to Alex Jones religiously, because like they don't trust other sources, which I can understand why. Are hearing about this for the first time, and then are just like walking around like uh, communism. That's the thing that the Queen of England created, like- <laughs> which is funny because, like, yeah. obviously, if you're going to have that argument, just tell the truth, which is that like the German government, like, very purposefully was like, let's just like train Lenin into Sweden so that he can make this big talk and make the uh, Russian Revolution actually happen because. If they actually do a, a revolution, then we're just going to come in and kick their asses and take over, which didn't end up working out. Yeah, but like I mean, you can have, like, you can <laughs> twist the real path. Like, yeah, but but they don't even know. Like it's funny to think no, that yeah, all, like all of this, thing. like every on all these talk shows when they when they're trying to or like Alex Jones or whatever, it always has to be like 
contrary to the popular belief. It has to be like a new thing that they right. didn't teach you. And that's why it's compelling to hear. Yeah. But it's so funny to think that like you're always hearing only that for the first time. You're never hearing the first thing that they're trying to hear <laughs> about. That's the thing. I was going to uh, a barber around here, like maybe like, I don't know, mid 2010s, old Italian guy, super nice guy, covered alcoholic who would go and like talk about and he went down the Alex Jones wormhole, but it was so funny. He'd be like, you know, there was a secret actually first president of, of, of <laughs> America they don't tell you about. And I was just like, no. And I was like, yeah, they tell you it's George Washington. It's not. And then I like Googled it and was like, there was a guy in like an interim position for like a day. And I was like, this guy? I'm like, yeah, they don't tell you about that. And I was like, because he didn't do anything. This is yeah, no, no revelation. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, that's funny that they've just basically taken the whole economy, which is the, the Green Brothers economy of fun facts that fun you fact. didn't know. Wikipedia depth. If they called just... school fun facts, maybe we'd get some fun there. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what if the teachers just edited like, 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 hey guys, and like did like sort of YouTube-y <laughs> That's Wait. Like the direction they're going. What if the teachers all had catchphrases like VTubers and had rigs and were just in the other yeah. room and they looked like yeah. anime children? Yeah. That's kind of what school during COVID was probably like. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Awful. School during COVID, a.k.a. school for the rest of our fucking lives because they cannot contain this pandemic and there's going to be oh, another wave of some fucking awful disease that will it's shut cool down the hospitals never, again. They never tried. They never tried. Yeah. They didn't they try. Even once. They didn't, they didn't try. Once. It. It's not and, a puzzle. <laughs> and it's also funny because now that I'm seeing like notionally leftist people just acting out on the internet. Like, I'd mask if people who told me how to mask weren't so fucking annoying. And it's just like, yeah, the right wing won. You're saying shit that, like, DeSantis supporters right. said in, like, fall 2020. <laughs> like, cool, man. Oh, it sucks. Um, But let's get off that okay. bummer. <laughs> yeah, anyway, one piece. So, uh, anyway. Uh, one, uh, one piece. I, yes, go on. I don't Sorry. know. I, <laughs> Oda is... On and off having health problems and possibly dying from working oh, on One no. Piece. No, no. Don't no. say that. I mean, no, it's I'm happened historically. Because. He's taken long breaks because his health gets fucked up. I'm not sure saying. Does. I'm not saying. We he's don't want dying. to hear the truth, okay? Give us, like, the Alex Jones spin on this. Not <laughs> yeah. So oh, the Queen of England. does die in their fucking 60s because they're overworked and, un and it's fucked and the demand is insane. And but, oh, but what I was going to say. 1997, he has been working on one singular comic almost <laughs> on a weekly basis. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, I part of me is like, I wish I was working on the same comic for 30 years because, what? like. No, I, I feel the same way. No, I'm, I'm like 100% with you. That's because part of like, a huge appeal to me. He, he gets cool. so much room to grow and work out uh, characters and cool. do stuff. Yeah. And you're just like, and also like, I don't know, if you made a comic for 30 years and people all over the world were hyped on it weekly. That's amazing. There's that's amazing. You're like the way, I mean, you build something like that. It's a lot like when you're pitching a sitcom or something. It has to have a, enough of a machine around itself yeah. to support the longevity of an ongoing series. And, mm. you know, like One Piece and Berserk and anything else like that that just was running for an endless amount of time. It's so interesting to me as a storytelling fan. That's the weirdest way to phrase that ever. But like, 
you're seeing um, a story that can evolve. Artist. And like you're an like artist you said, now. I'm an artist. Yeah. You get the space to, I don't know, it's like, if you're watching a movie or even a TV show that's got like five seasons, that's pretty long, but there's something very different about, say, One Piece, which you can track all the different stages of its evolution and how much it's learned from itself and from the world around it, how much it's changed, yes. how much each and, arrow reflects the, the And as a reader, especially the comedy of it, the characters get really funny because you get to know them. So the stuff yeah. they do doesn't, doesn't need a gag or like a, or like a, like a special like joke line. They become funny because you know them and you see how they react to a thing and you're like, oh my God, yeah. Okay, that's what he was there, It's a little Stockholm syndrome but I love it. That's that storytelling. Yeah. It's not like a cheat. It's it's what you get out of good story. Yeah. And, and, God, and, I mean, oh, yeah. sorry, like really quick about the, the live know. action. Like one of yeah. the biggest knocks against it as, a, as an idea is that the main appeal of One Piece is that it's a comic that was given a lot of time and patience and room to grow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Netflix shows are almost unanimously canceled within three or four years. Like, and that's for economic reasons, right? right? That's so they yeah. don't have to pay residuals to anybody, right? Yes, it's, and it's yeah. not – if you want to call that an economic reason, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it into this realm because that is where I I did want to cover this section of the conversation that the the SAG strike has uh, been Mm. finally called off and Alec WGA SAG is still going SAG is still going and WGA has been called off and Alec I know you read through the um, new. uh, agreement yeah. being voted voted on or the has been voted are, on? It's, it's going to be voted on i think there's yeah. like it's 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 almost definitely going to pass i don't think anyone's worried it's not and it has kind of the most astounding terms like i don't know i i kind of expect uh, a union negotiation like this to be filled with so much compromise that everyone kind of walks away grumbling but like at least we got a little bit no this you go through it beat by beat and like Everything is they got yeah. almost everything they were asking for, and like you know, it's it's not a hundred percent of it, but it's like ninety percent of what they were asking for. And That's so it, good because usually it's like sixty-eight percent when you yes. have a compromise. Yeah. No, it's they they won, and like I, I have a feeling that uh, you know they're not going to make this deal with the WGA unless they also plan to make a similar deal with SAG because they just want to wrap right. it up. Um, but that we'll see SAG that shit. That SAG shit. The thing about a day player having their yep. body and face digitized and belonging to the corporation forever. Psychotic. Well, there's a bunch I'm of stories of that happening. A comic that I came up with a plot point where that happens, and I came up with a plot point five years ago as a joke about something horrible, where you become like a spokesperson for an advertisement, and then the corporation just owns you and puts you in different commercials. Reality is outpacing our dystopic ideas. There's no, <laughs> yeah. can't, can't Didn't win. that happen? To uh, what's his name? Who did Barry? What's his fucking name? Bill Hader. Uh, Bill Hader. He's like in all these like weird. He's like stock photos, like in all these oh, ads. Right? Seen, that's not AI. That's just like I, I know, I've it's seen him. the ad you're talking about. It's like a like a male uh, supplement pill, and he's just dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <Isn't> that <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. That's well, funny. Like, they just took a gif. It's a gif of him from no. SNL. <laughs> there should be laws against that, and I think there are. <laughs> I mean, I like that. I like the bootleg just taking people, just taking shit. Oh like, yeah, that's funny. like I have, I have a like a picture frame that just. Uh, it's I like it because it's a fake iPhone uh, picture frame, but like an iPhone three, and uh, and it's just got Eva Longoria in it. <laughs> like the- Great, I love but that. The, the, but one of those things about actors' licenses 
likenesses started, I think, because Crispin Glover started shit on like that's one a, of the Back to the Future movies. Case. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's huge. And it's, Talk but it's it. not AI. It's like a whole, it becomes a whole different like yeah, yeah. list of regulations you have to relitigate. I mean, the thing with, uh, there were extras on a bunch of movies and TV shows that were, you know, if you're, look, if you're working as an extra, you're kind of just like, and this is, I say this respectfully, you were kind of like cattle being herded around by the producers right. and the ADs right. because you're just there to stand and, and, and do a service and you're doing, you're working a job. It's, it's, it's hard work. It's not easy. And you're constantly treated like shit. Like I've worked on shows where producers are like, Oh, don't even worry about getting a meal for the extras. We're going to get them out like an hour late. But if we get them a meal, they'll have to stay longer. They're going to be happy about it. Don't worry. Like shit like that. Oh my God. But there's stories recently of extras just being like led into a tent. They get a full body scan and then they walk oh. out. Wide. They didn't sign anything. Oh. And it's that like, is such sci-fi nightmare shit, my disgusting. God. Like one person shared that story, then a bunch of people were like, oh, that happened to me too, that happened to me. And it was during the initial SAG strike stuff. And I think people weren't really talking about it until it was shared like that because it was happening in secret. Oh my <laughs> God. Explained. That's, like, that's, that's like somebody's like symbolic identity. And that's like, that's like a commercial like murder of a person and stealing. That's yeah. like, <laughs> He's snatching that. No, it's literally it's like, like it's not any better if you're an actor who's like like a celebrity actor who that happens to. That's not better, but it's another mm-hmm. thing entirely to be an extra who's getting paid like four hundred bucks for the day and, thinks and you're just the old the like superstitions about like getting your photo taken, yeah, and part yeah. of your soul. It all exactly where my mind went yeah. as well. It's like someone stealing your soul, like. God, well, this is barely related, but me and Sarah have been watching through Star Trek The Next Generation, and we almost finished it. And whenever there's a character and who's just like a random guy on the ship or a woman, and they walk up and they're like, have you blah, blah, blah. And then they like have one line. They're like, they got their line. They got paid for one line. <laughs> yeah, $80. They'll be like, shut down the power in the greenhouse. And somebody will just go like, they won't even say yes, sir. And like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I used to get like I was uh, working on the Eric Andre show and random absolutely stuff, and I got called in to like wear a gimp suit and famously whip Grimes on TV because, uh, no, Macaulay Culkin played that character, and I was the right size to fit in the outfit. <laughs> so I was brought in, and yeah. because of that, I get residual payments from SAG every time that episode airs. <laughs> and it's like you know, I get I, I found out I That's got the way paid, it like. Yeah, like my yeah. residuals, I got paid more from like a random airing, a rerun of that episode for not saying anything, for just being a silent like background character, basically. Uh, and the Orange is the New Black actors that were posting about their residuals mm-hmm. on Netflix yeah. made less in like 10 years than I made from like one random rerun of the Eric Andre show. And that's because Eric Andre is on like actual cable. TV. <laughs> yeah, so two, two points on this, the... I did want to bring up that I think it's really cool that like SAG is, um, you know, bringing in video game voice actors because video games is this arena where like, it's always been this like, you know, video games and new media shit in general is like this gray area for like them to overstep the unions and overstep the negotiations and, um, so it's, that's like going to be really important in the future. And I, like, I work in games and I can tell you it's kind of the wild please. west when it comes to our It really is. But even like video too, I remember having to explain to somebody who edits videos for, you know, some company or whatever that she was a worker and she right. was like, but I don't produce anything. I don't produce value. <laughs> I was like, you literally produce 
like videos. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, making I mean, a thing. You're making this, more it, money off the, of it than you. Like it sucks because, like, ultimately, like this is like a this is a failure of like uh, of union militancy. Um from like like left over from like the original cable wars and the reason why streaming had to become a thing was because that those like wars were like stalled like here in new york city like um what was it comcast or time warner they were on strike for years years and years Mm -hmm. and um like ultimately like we're just like the capital had to innovate around it because uh but it's so Otherwise, funny now because they're not through. innovating. It got to the point where Amazon In- Prime, quote, sorry. Amazon Prime is like, oh, we're gonna have ads probably, and it's like, <laughs> so it's you're just cable that costs as much. I mean, that's, more. Like, that's the tale of every like tech disruptor is you yeah. you you ruin every regulation that's already in place to right. make it a little and better for just, the consumer until you just reinvent eugenics. Yeah. Well, this is like why I think like we need to kind of like spread a culture of like Netflix is evil. Full stop. It's evil. It's I, evil. I, I think I think that's starting to happen though. I, what I think about that, that yeah. video where Luffy meets Oda. Come on, that can't be evil. That's- <laughs> Dude, I remember when this is so unrelated, but people announced that they were like, "Yeah, uh, Quibi might do a Junji Ito." So oh, there might be a, there might be a Quibi Tomie, and I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah. It might be good, and I was just like, it will not be good. <laughs> I don't the believe Quibi exists, the, and also like it won't be good. The dumbass anime Junji Itos all have sucked. They're all terrible. Like all, all bad. They're what, all what, bad. About the, what about that Uzumaki one? It looked kind of not good. out yet. It does look oh, okay. good. Yeah. I think it looks like shit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I think I, I think like the, the way the art cool. looked in the five yeah. second trailer. I saw, yeah, same. That's all I'm going yeah. off of. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I mean, it's I fine. Maybe a hater. In like any when it gets, it's it's another case of something that's like a hard thing to even turn into an anime because it, it feels like once it's moving, it almost is not scary anymore. Oh well. I mean, but that's the thing. When you do an adaptation, you have to actually adapt it, adapt Mm -hmm. it, and make a decision. They, what I was saying about that IP thing of like make the apes expensive and the story will come. Mm -hmm. It's like I think they think they can buy an IP and just throw it into like the movie machine. And the weirdest thing I don't like about that new Uzumaki is that it's just like a a motion manga of the manga. It's like. I don't think it's quite an adaptation. I yeah, think well, it, that's that's it the thing. If, if if they adapted it and made it move in an interesting way, but used the 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 images storyboards, I think that would be a cool adaptation. But I was just thinking about yeah. like, I don't know. I saw this morning, and I knew we were going to talk about this. I saw an announcement of oh, this might be a whole tangent, but I saw a thing that they're like, there's a Netflix original of of Tomb Raider, and it's an anime, and being like. <laughs> Tomb Raider uh, super super weird because Tomb Raider was a a polygon sexy woman like cartwheeling through Indiana Jones tropes like I don't understand our culture shooting wolves <laughs> yeah. that was cool yeah, you, you that, that was cool but the fact that like I feel like in the 2010s I saw a preview for like this like gritty super serious photorealistic like what does Tomb Raider mean and it was like yeah. It doesn't mean much. Like if you and made, they made a movie, the tits small. Oh, did 
how'd that go over to gamers like that? No, it didn't go over well. I think they had to change it back. But in, an, another thing is like I saw a preview for a new a new Mortal Kombat game, and it's like dead serious and it looks like prestige TV, whereas the source material was like Gone. really funny FMV guys punching each other. Yeah, and it's it just a complete lot, like lack of understanding of how I don't know, like because the Mortal Kombat to me, I'm a Street Fighter fan, and the new Street Fighter rules, and it's so stylish yeah. and fun, and yeah, well designed. Can I bring, I want to bring one one more into the mix, please. The, the Dead or Alive movie from 2009. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The two of you have told me that that's actually a secret never banger. I've never seen it. It's a kind of banger. it's kind of tight. It's, it's a, so because good. again, they know what they know what kind of movie they're in. It's an they adaptation. That they're wearing. I mean, yeah, like fighting games are rife for that because they're so rich with character backstory and really, really well-defined characters that only yeah. get to exist in the game as like people clash. fighting tournament. So there's a lot to actually draw from and adapt. That's what was funny to me about the about me watching this, I don't know, trailer for a new Mortal Kombat and it was like 2,000 years after the blah, blah, blah war. The man you know is back. And I was like, I don't know what any of this is. I knew like ninjas <laughs> that they made cheaply and they just palette swap like three, four, five. <laughs> yeah, like, let it be silly and campy and just gory, goofy fun. I don't know what they're doing there. <laughs> but it's oh, just funny to me. This So like that kind of like IP art machine thing seems to be like, I don't know. I don't think there's a, there's a term of art for just like, like, like like sort of default movie, default prestige, or like default anything like that. But I mean, I think of it like it's it's turning a screensaver into a movie. Like these people have like a really <laughs> generic yeah. idea of what would be cool and badass and fun and interesting on the screen, and they're wrong. They're a hundred percent wrong. But they like right. they vote with their wallets, and sometimes that stuff just gets made out of brute force. Oh, I wanted to ask you about that because you're in entertainment. You probably know better than me. Those Disney adaptations of live action adaptations oh of their God. own stuff that look like garbage, are they doing that to hold on to the IP? Are they doing that to put stuff on their channel? Why would they make them? I do not have the answers. I'm not in that world of entertainment. <laughs> no, but... I know. I just thought you'd know possibly better say, than we me. Did I mean, an, we did an art and labor about this. We did. Um, we did one about the live action um, Lion King. Um <laughs> And and it and it is it it is something to do with that, but and it's also them kind of um, it's them like you know refreshing the IP, but then also like kind of training their like new teams to like do this shit faster and be able to like schedule ties the shit more. Oh, wow. That makes sense because they look like shit. I mean, yeah, they're also cheaper than making an animated movie, like yeah. and faster. Yeah. So it's it's you know they don't it's it, to me it's the same thing as the the Netflix thing we were talking about where it's kind of just to keep Disney in the conversation like you're gonna talk about live action Lion King on social media for like two years before it comes out <laughs> they win that's all that's all they need from that yeah like, they, they Netflix PR hit all of the the right people they got Arthur Library of O'Hara Arthur fly him to fucking the the premiere screening get him on board. I don't then, know who this is. What are you talking <laughs> about? Oh my god, Arthur is my favorite One Piece content guy because he's the real deal. I love okay. him. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not. I love him. I'm sorry. I've, I've Old read head the comic is and in my group chat. Is he is he the hedgehog who makes a fist when he's angry? <laughs> <laughs> or um, Arthur? Arthur? I guess. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, Damn, that's it is I that said, guy. I'm, I'm sorry. I, it's very personal to me that you don't uh, call Ar- Arthur a hedgehog. Okay, Arthur. I'm sorry. Hedgehog Hedgehogs right. are Sonic the Hedgehog. That's your hedgehog. There's a difference. Blue. Look, and he taught us having fun is not hard if you have a library card. Um, oh, <laughs> look, the library of O'Hara is like the old um, like chapter secrets analysis um, website of one old school One Piece fans. It was Ooh. just like a, a guy's blog spot. Like that it was like it was like a spinning skull gif type <laughs> situation. It's like it was, he would format these pages. He would make these like pages. Ooh, yes, and and he yes. would um screenshot different sections of the chapter details and be like, "Here's Panda Man," or you know, like <laughs> here's like uh, it, it's a Panda Panda Man's like a hidden character. He, he Oda hides him in like every chapter. Um. It's like a, it's like an Easter egg. Um, so they got him on the One Piece live action. That's just an example. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just saying. But he, he'll like, he'll they be like they? this. Uh, <laughs> did they get him in the marketing cycle somehow? They, they probably did. They probably they did. Probably <laughs> did. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, like Arthur, he'll like, he'll be like, this means this in Japanese, and like maybe like that can mean that this character is gonna do this or something. Like, like he'll like have he'll have analysis based on like, um like different details that he sees in the chapter and it's actually really cool it's not like <laughs> um it's not like two guys fighting about like who is stronger zoro or Sanji. well so that's also the thing that my understanding <laughs> of one piece is that it's like <clears throat> extremely dense after a while and it the has a lot it's really busy <laughs> right and and that's yeah. cool and that's something that like i mean also by nature of probably just like the show is starting, but also total lack of budget is that you just can't do that. No, the, the early the story is very simple anyway. That's why I think yeah. it makes sense to adapt at least the uh, early from story. a business standpoint, the early seasons. Yeah. I mean, you just got to start at the... <laughs> right, of course. Yeah, but if, if One Piece had come out of the gate as dense and crazy as it is in like the later stuff, I don't think they would have even tried. <laughs> I would love that because that's kind of what I liked game of thrones was they just well, they, it has like, the budget of like a game of thrones the budget's crazy it's very expensive is it one of the most expensive shows ever um, i mean i was seeing like they i think they actually like built these ship sets they did, they did. Yeah, lot, we they, saw they, pictures they, of them yeah they built a lot of actual shit for this show and they you yeah. know which is why again a lot I, of vfx whether it's turn the cgi snail phone into a puppet snail phone that's still moving. But or they like- did. No, it is. It is a puppet. I don't know it why. It is it's a not puppet, CGI. Sarah. That's yeah. snail phone. Yeah, but it doesn't like- look like it because it has no style. It doesn't have <laughs> style. It doesn't have vision. It was animatronic. It he's, like he's holding it, and there's a photo. Oda got to keep it, so like there's a photo of him holding it too. Like it's a real object. How and do it, you it moves very stiffly. That bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it this is so maybe the one point. And I think it's like because they because it's Netflix they. Um, the, the they don't want to hire people with like a, actual like vision to adapt it. Um, they want to hit all of the algorithmic points that they want to hit. So it's like a a lot of like um just really enth- enthusiastic new talent, similar to that uh, Amazon Lord of the Rings <laughs> adaptation. Um, oh, I mean, God. I can Very I can tell you from my experience working on a Netflix show that went on to become a big hit uh 
season one of i think you should leave yeah (laughs) we were like we're working on set we're all we love the scripts we love what's happening we love what we're making we're going this is so funny that's what we were sharing with like with each other lamenting because we were also convinced that it was just going to crash and burn (laughs) netflix was like giving us no money we were getting paid like some of the worst rates i've ever gotten paid working in tv but we loved it so much so we're like fuck it i guess it's worth it this this could be like a badge of honor for us down the road and then it comes out and it becomes this super monster hit. And it's like, dude, Netflix, you barely gave us a vote of confidence. You fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna, that's, that's they're the gonna use little model. gifts of you. It's kind of like how all of those all of those like gore porn uh like kind of I guess mid two thousands to to now like those horror houses, which is the one that like the, the basically oh, the, the Christian house that made uh, paranormal activity. A Blumhouse or whatever it's yeah, called. It's yeah, yeah, Blumhouse, yeah. yeah. Where it's it's just fuck you and then like the one that that makes it happen pays for everything else. I mean yeah, studios it, it, used to do that in general back in the day. I mean they would mm. Yeah, horror gets to operate on that that mm. more old school model where they can just make a bunch of cheap mid budget productions yeah. and, and, like you said, coast I, off the successes. I have to throw my my hat into the streaming wars. Is Tubi? Tubi is the people's streaming. I've been hearing, I've been hearing that, but they also have Tubi. stuff that seems semi algorithmically made, don't they? Like, um, maybe I don't go to that side of Tubi. Okay. But what I, I like about it, Crackle fan. That was like. It's the same thing. All those free ones. Yeah, I, it's it's free, and and then it's also the, like so a lot of the UI of these streaming platforms they 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 want to discourage you from looking up like uh, Ken Russell movies, for example. They want they don't like they don't want you to look up like oh you like this this uh, this like per, this actor or this writer. Uh, we don't want that database. I mean, that was the whole thing with HBO to HBO Max is like now Max doesn't list. It doesn't list it in info credits in the fucking thing. They, back? they were they were like they got called out for it and they made an announcement saying they'd like change it. But oh, they're gonna bring it back. I but thought they did by now. I, I, they, not in mine. I remember, I remember ten years ago, a friend of mine being like, "Yeah, I have Apple Music." When we were driving somewhere, and I straight up wrote the name of a song into it to get the song that I knew would be on there. And I was like, yeah, you meant Drake? And I was like, no. <laughs> the way that they do that is so, it's so transparent most of the time that it's just kind of like, like, I know you have this. And like, you're talking about the new Drake? And it's like, no, I'm not. If I said Drake, you could, you could push that on. But yeah, but I, I think that's the model going forward. I mean, they don't know if they're going to go through with it, but did you see the Google AI thing? Oh, yeah. We're like the top results are now crawling. Yeah. Oh. No, not even that. Worse than that. Worse than oh. that. They were talking about making Google's functionality totally AI so you no longer search for destinations on the internet. You ask a question and they give you an answer. They actually want to fence off all of the internet. That's which is ma- makes it, sense. I mean, from their that's, that's, evil position, but like... It's the same process that's just happening in libraries where they're having to close stacks. And like, it is like the thing that was so amazing about the internet for so long was that like, if you knew about something, then you could find out everything about it. Uh, And they're kind of taking that to this extreme where now like, (laughs) 
if you have to know about something to get anything and there is no like process of discovery anymore. Yeah. I mean, whereas processes discovery was the beauty of the whole thing. I mean, like the fact that I remember I was reading that Orhan Pamuk book, my name is red, which is about history of like Persian art and they name all of these pieces. And I had, I don't really have that background. And then it was Google image, which was like 2008. And I could just Google the name of an ancient Persian painting and it would show up and it was just like, wow, it's the future now. Like in the past, I would have to go to a library and look up a book of Persian paintings and hope I could find it. And then it's like, that was like, what, like 15 years ago? Like. It's not true I mean, you anymore. Could even, like, you could even do that 10 years ago or five years ago. It's really in the past like couple of years. Where yeah, it's it, probably four or five years, yeah. right? Where you just put in the name of an artwork and they're like, did you mean this AI picture? And you're like, no, didn't, absolutely did not. Like, did you want that on a dress actually? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's just the words you typed in, but on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yesterday I was looking for a picture of uh, of a rooster, which is super famous by Ido Jokchu, like a eccentric school ukiyo-e painter. And yes. if oh, yeah. you okay. type that in, the first thing that shows up is an AI image of the guy himself. Uh, Whoa. If he doesn't, no one knows. We have drawings Whoa. of him. He died in the 1700s. Like it's, it's just a fake. Like somebody was like Asian man kimono, and then put it into a thing. <laughs> it's horrible. And then like, and no. I was like, oh yeah. So you get that before you actually get the name of the art you're looking for. It's oh like, my God. <laughs> fuck them. Um, Alec, I just read Crime Hot, and the the villain of Crime Hot is the algorithm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm onto something there. I feel like you're onto something. Be, uh, Wait, I'll, did... be, I'll be ahead of the curve when I start and behind the curve when I'm done. Like, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> well, you say it's a comic that takes place in the future. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I lied. I think we can make it happen. I'll volunteer as Catboy. Um, yeah, please. Okay. I would love for you to be Blue Lick. <laughs> <laughs> Live action adaptation of Crime Hot coming soon to Netflix. <laughs> We're trying new talent from uh, un un under un, unknown podcasts. <laughs> yeah, oh we're casting only, only from this episode so we'll all pull all the double duty for every role. That's right. funny because half the time when people see my comics they're always like you ever thought about making an animation of this? I think this looked good as an animation. I'm always oh, like, people do that all the time. Yeah. They're like, do you know how much more work that is? <laughs> and also, this? can you respect the medium that it's in? Yeah, well, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the sheer amount of people who are like will say to me, like, okay, I don't really know how to read a comic, and I'm like, that's. I think you ever it's the most accessible art form. I, I believe in you. I believe in you. It's it's like yeah. picture book. If you had a picture book when you were a kid, I guarantee it. You can read a comic. Or like if you put together an IKEA table, you had to read a comic to know how to do yes, it. Like you can understand the basics of how to yeah. like it's you got it. Like you know left or right. In in this, in this world of increased extraction and you know, higher st- like costs of living and less resources people aren't raising children to know how to do stuff it's good well, they don't need to because google's ai can help them figure that exactly. out. exactly 
Everyone's going to have an AI therapist and an AI friend and an right. AI teacher. Right. And it'll right. all be Dennis Prager, and he'll tell us about how the oh, queen man. invented communism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the churches have their alternative culture funded, and the super rich will have their private schools funded. Um, I wonder. And the, the I, rest these people of us... don't seem to have a plan. They seem to be cannibalizing even the things they have. When they set yes. the world on fire, they're also in the world. I don't think mm-hmm. the idea of them being under secret protected domes is even going to happen. There's such a No, I don't think it's going to happen, but, but they're, I think they're trying. They think happen yeah i think they're well, think, working from the fantasy of it but yeah no i think i think it's the sort of thing where they, they eat it all up they gobble everything up and they realize oh no yeah. there's not much left and then they start panicking and then put the rest of their money into mm-hmm. mars travel or whatever yeah. i love that because mars travel is also a meme stock that will never get made it's like <laughs> the fact that they're like we're gonna extend the consciousness of the light of mankind's consciousness and they're like are you they're like no we just juice stocks <laughs> that's useful in its own way but when, yeah when i don't know things, i need someone who can juice stocks in my pocket. Yeah, seriously you're gonna need you're gonna need the doctor the teacher and the uh <laughs> the meme stock guy um, you know, like, it's like the gamestop stocks movie to me and tell us over and over again so we can have our nightly entertainment it's gonna be like the road <laughs> except there's gonna be a guy who's really good at dogecoin walking through the <laughs> Great. But yeah, no, I agree. Okay. And that's one of the funny things where they're like, where's the Andrew Tate of the left or the Ben Shapiro of the left? They're like, well, we don't have a demented Nazi billionaire paying for them. The only reason you know those people's names is because of that. Right. I actually saw an article today that WNYC and the city are doing layoffs, which yes. is a very bad sign. Wow. Very bad sign. And they're pretty, they're pretty deep cuts. They're not, uh, they're cutting, like, they're basically cutting down the whole newsroom of yeah. WMYC. Oh, oh the WMYC one's really bad. Yeah, that is, it's really bad. And that, that I feel like is, is another death nail in the, you know, what I've been talking about in that, in that new piece, like the, the <laughs> law that we have lost working class autonomy in New York city. We have lost, we have lost to, um, technocrat neoliberal, uh, feds. Um, control NYC. We don't have uh, our yeah. own cultural autonomy anymore. And it's also funny because it's such a safe, blue, whatever, where by their, they don't have to be careful. They don't have to be safe. They don't have to do that math. But yeah. the only reason why we lost the Senate is because they went so hard right on the crime shit. We literally, like, <laughs> Republicans control the Senate because yeah. New York fucking leadership is so right wing. But yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I, I think looking at the WGA strike, looking at the UAW strike, looking at all the strikes that are happening right now. When the I was strike. Yeah. Yeah. When I was about 20 years old, and that was 20 years ago because I'm old, every time I would be involved in political anything, there would always be an old head there who was like, well, we don't have unions anymore. And like – Somehow blame it on me for being 20 and not themselves for <laughs> like, because young people don't have yeah. unions anymore. And I'd be like, I work in a kitchen, man. I don't know. <laughs> but it was this thing of just kind of like, we don't have unions. We're not, we're never going to get unions back. We'll never have unions. And it, they turned into this almost like sort of like moral thing where young people got to blah, blah, blah. And not themselves. But it's just funny because like, 
They had to fucking put Biden's mummy on a hand truck and take him to Detroit today. They did. <laughs> In the past, they wouldn't do that. Obama would never show up on a picket line, ever. Yeah. Neither of the Clintons would either. So they're it's feeling- the first time that- any U.S. president's ever done that, right? Yeah. And, and, it's, and they they are feeling it. You're right, and and it's it's just a matter of like them holding on to their position of like completely gamifying the election to <laughs> go a certain way. And what, what I, I, if you if you heard anything that Sean Fain was saying? Oh yeah, right. He was yeah. basically saying like this isn't Democrat, this isn't Republican, this is about people's lives actually having the things they need and not only that having mm-hmm. the dignity and and building a society where people are taken care of the yeah. fact that that's i can just hear that on the radio i think that's better than having to care about the democrat republican horse race well, because so there are real there's real things being made that were gone in my lifetime that probably right before I was born disappeared and we and the first like I don't know few decades of my life they were finally put to death. Like I don't think it's coming back in the same exact way that it looked, but it's a good sign to me when you have all of this happening. I mean, and I yeah, mean, we're we're like facing down the barrel of there's really not an option except to find a way back to that. I don't know, coming at it from the perspective of like the entertainment industry. I know what rates were looking like. I know what uh, like what the situation felt like from the inside is just struggling to keep finding work and hearing about how it used to be just 10, 15 years ago and how it wasn't like that at all anymore. Like the WGA strike, the SAG strike, those are just the first fucking dominoes because it's, it's even worse. Uh, I mean, sorry, it's as bad. It's bad in different ways for the crews themselves that aren't just yeah. uh, the writers and the actors, like people working production, people working mm-hmm. grips, electric and all that stuff. Like it's fucking dire. And the reason these strikes feel like they're happening in our world is because you cannot keep going like this. Like people are moving away. They're not going to be able to sustain themselves, have to leave the industry entirely, move out of the state. It's just a, you got to jump off the cliff and that gives me a little bit of hope, but it's the worst way to get there. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'd, it's also super funny. This is a side note, but I love the fact that the Republicans think that they could triangulate and be like, you know, the fucking idiots like J.D. Vance and Holly. We don't even have to talk about oh, yeah. being like, yeah, uh, I'm a populist and I care about workers. It's like, no, you don't. But the <laughs> fact that those assholes like Josh Holly is like a right to work guy and has been from Missouri. His whole He's trying to pivot. Life. The fact that he's trying to even pivot, even obviously, dis- honestly, is funny that they're feeling that sweat at all. J.D. Vance doesn't believe in anything. He's like right. a right. human company man. But I'm just saying like the fact that they even are trying to do like, well, populism, like in that is pretty interesting that they're even feeling that pressure. Well, yeah. and that's why I think there's it's important to like, uh, like when this stuff shows up to just be extremely hard on the right and like completely reject. Don't let them take absolutely any whatsoever. You know, I'm but but yeah, the, the I'm, worst I'm thing about that is our yeah. media is loves the thing yes. of being like that. Like, oh, Trump and Biden are all are going right. to picket, blah blah blah, and being like JD Vance is a populist just like Trump and just like you know, and they'll name like an actual whatever. But it's like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I mean, I like doing a podcast 
and uh, it's scary a bit because um, people know where I live. Um, Probably (laughs) a lot of people know where I work. And, uh, you know, uh, it's like I feel kind of like a politician sometimes. Um, Being a media person sometimes is indistinguishable from being a politician or just being a person who's like um, actively participating in the culture war and choosing to do it. Um, and, and, and it comes, everybody is naturally now. That's how we build up figures. And it's like, you know, there, there, there are people, you know, think about like Michael Brooks and it's like, you know, he died. He, he yeah. fucking had some heart random, a fucking heart condition and died. Like yeah. and he was on this rise to like be a a populist left wing figure and that, that made me he was God that made me so sad it made me sad too because he 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 actually talked from both places of having done the reading but also being a human being which it's hard to get at either of those things you either get like a comedian or you get <laughs> nerd and he yes. was good at splitting that difference. He was a really fucking good writer, dude. Yeah, that was sad. No, it's cool. It, and, and yeah, so it sucks. Like, it's like, oh, whether it's like exhaustion or foul play, dare I fucking say. <laughs> oh, I don't um, think anyone killed Michael. Oh, hell yeah. I think he was just open. sick and poor. You know what? I think oh, he yeah, was I mean, let's, let's just investigate listen, this. Listen, oh, listen. Sick and poor, like, that's also social murder. Yeah, that's social Sorry. murder. Yeah, sure. like yeah. it's it's that's social murder. I agree, but that's not. Like, yeah. That's I'm, that's all I'm saying. Like, oh yeah, the conditions totally. that we are forced to operate under for having the ideological beliefs that we have, where yeah, we're up against so much, but like we're really smart and like we can we can do it and we can figure it out and like we kind of are. And like the pandemic did taught me that we are capable of caring for each other in a crisis. Yeah. It made me less afraid. I I got (laughs) to be honest, that, that was from like the, we've all seen the hyper normalization thing of the fucking or whatever, the Adam Curtis thing where he made a super cut of all the nineties movies of the apocalypse of America getting attacked. Right. And -hmm. then nine 11 happened. I think after that, that sort of like the like bug out bag prepper shit became so mainstream that like half the movies were just kind of about like just trying to save my daughter in the apocalypse against <laughs> zombies and blah 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 or whatever against the world. And then you know like the world shut down and people take care of each other. You know like Station you know. Eleven. Will you watch it? Will you watch it with me? Will you watch it again? I'll watch it with you. I'll watch it with. I don't know. I don't know if it's like I would be like, this is the best thing ever made because also, unfortunately, that's no way to talk about any TV show. (laughs) Okay, so there's like a very plot important comic in it, but the comic just looks like Saga. <laughs> it's like yeah. this really important comic book. I don't think I've ever like, seen an in movie or in TV show comic that looks like I would read it. It, it, looks, it yeah. looks like Tumblr. Like it, it's unfortunate because I know somebody worked very hard for it. it's. It's like 
But they weren't making a real comic. Is it like a readable comic? I mean, there's a difference. Like they're no, making a no, comic. no. Yeah. It's, in, it's a story in a story. And well, it reminds and, me of like Heroes, where they would show like a page from a comic, but it's it can't yeah. exist as a comic because it's so specifically for a, a single yeah. of narrative context that like there's no exactly. way this page exists. Exactly. But there, uh, any I don't know. Um, I'll watch it. Yeah, we'll um, watch. I, I wouldn't say it's like oh the best thing I've ever seen. Oh but, yeah, I, I'm just you know. But it is about know, like it is also about how like people tend to kind of look out for each other or try to help each other. Well, and that's that, the like, thing, and like the fact that we had that, and the fact that we also had a summer of people fighting the cops. You know, like <laughs> it yeah. was it it it's felt possible. like there was such possibility, and you know that possibility is still there i'm not going to talk about it past tense that possibility is still there i think everybody was so exhausted that we could people could be like oh but then you'll just elect a normal guy and things will go back to normal and when you're exhausted you're like okay but you know there is no normal but what i was trying to say too is that i'm not afraid of being out in the world i'm not afraid i'm (laughs) i i I hate the pandemic but i i do what i can to protect myself from it yeah. Um. And part of being out in the world, um, is to build an alternative economy outside of reliance on tech and the tech industry, which I can see in my brain as a possibility. Yeah. Um, and uh, an, an autonomy that we can recreate from scratch. Um, that ha- you know like similar to how the unions came back that cultural autonomy needs to return because otherwise the union power will be subject to big tech in the same way we are all subjugated to big tech yeah i but i i don't know i'm kind of hoping that people get hoping that people get tired of tomato meter and fucking (laughs) movies and stories and the things we watch and the things we share just being a PR, you know. The way I see that happening is the community theater returns. Your town's (laughs) community theater is back. I'll make the sets. I always wanted to make sets for (laughs) operas and stuff. If if someone's listening and they have a a community theater, I want to design the sets. I went to go see Shrek at the Glendale High School. Performing arts high school. How was it? I fucking loved it. They did such a good <laughs> job. All those kids are really good singers. The costumes were amazing. Oh. The audio could have been better. They needed to get <laughs> some better lob situations on those kids. Um, but otherwise, okay, go off. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. These fucking seventeen-year-olds don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, I, the AV I'm department still saying, needs a revamp. But if yeah. you're listening to this and you want costuming and stage design, and you like how my art looks, because <laughs> I've always wanted to do that, and I don't oh, know no. anyone who does. Will you um do set design for the next Sonic 2006 Club? Okay. But does it have to look like Sonic stuff? I don't. No, the theme. Here's, <laughs> yes, it needs to be exclusive Sonic lore. What's the What's the theme of the next? Want to know the art Art and Labor exclusive drop yes. of the next theme is uh, Mafia. The next Sonic Dance <laughs> wow. is Mafia themed. The two thousands like are back. Like that's how Mafia works. Um, it's Italian Mafia, Italian mob. Yeah. Um, uh, so it can be like a restaurant. It It could also have like 
just New York gangsterism mm-hmm. or like, you know, I was going to do like Shadow as Scarface or something like that. <laughs> uh, they got, I was at Marshall's yesterday and I found some pants that were like that, that pinstripe that was <laughs> endemic to women's clothing in 2006 to 2009. The pinstripe. The office Wait. wear as club wear uh, <laughs> slash mafiosa. Stretchy, the stretchy pinstripe. Yeah, oh, stretchy fedora. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I got what you're saying my friends did this amazing comedy pilot that was like kind of in the style of Japanese Batsu games. And Ooh. it was themed it was themed uh with a little bit of the mafia flavor and like the whole set looked like an Italian restaurant. <laughs> with like the red checkered uh, the red was yeah, like did they have candles and a wine bottle and a basket kind of Yeah, thing? it was it was perfect. <laughs> it, God, like I did what they because I, I got to participate in it as like a contestant, so I got my ass shot with like a million people. <laughs> It hurt to sit down for like a week, but I didn't know going in how much set design and how elaborate it would look until I got there the day. I was like, oh, this looks sick. So there's room for this sort of thing. Yeah. In LA, that you saw, Alec, that I I hosted in LA with. Oh, that was um, fantastic. Yeah. With Highland Park TV and. and, That's who uh, this pilot was with, with, with some Highland Park TV people. Yeah. There's that, that was what I was about to bring up. They are amazing set people. And they and they were like, oh yeah, if you just told us like uh, a month in advance, we would have totally made unique set pieces for you. For oh my the- god, yeah, no, like they they do that for like, for music videos all the time. I was gonna like when you're talking about like having a little community theater situation, I'm like well, my version of that is Highland Park TV, where it is They're just so cool. this beautiful group of deranged comedians who <laughs> like to build random shit together and shoot, kind of like I don't know, pu- fake public access comedy sketches and music videos. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> I love this era that we're in right now with in, in DIY where we're like, we, we miss public access. So we're like rebuilding it ourselves. And, and it would be I nice. I it was it. DIT now. Yeah. It is I read DIT. that somewhere recently. I read that in an article in the new inquiry that said DIT. <laughs> fuck DIY. Well, that's, that's actually, DIT yeah, is baby. a job in the TV industry, so you should find a different name uh, for digital. What is it? What does it stand for? I should know what it stands for, but it's the person you're digital talking. interface technician. Thank you, and they keep track of the memory cards. And oh, is it? Oh. Yeah. I mean, people call me AD now, and that's a that's a that's assistant director. Yeah, assistant director. I I used to call you AD um in the first half of our friendship, and then I switched because I felt like you didn't want me to call you AD. And you no, switched over to. to- uh, BCE, Sandy, or to CE, to CE. Sandy. No, hey, edit that out. I can't have my secret name on this. Uh, <laughs> this podcast. I just don't want to call you Alex. It's too close to my name. Freaks. Well, you can out. reveal my my secret name is Ducky. That's my I knew name. that. I thought it was just Duck. <laughs> duck. Duck's fine. Yeah. Duck yeah. Um. Listen, this was so much fun. What projects are you two working on that you want to talk about? Anything? I have a show in Tokyo in March that I have to make art for. Yeah. If you're oh, yeah. if you're there, it's at Such As Gallery in Shimokitazawa, which is run by Isaac Wong. Let's fucking Are you go. gonna be there? Are you going to Japan for it? Yeah, yeah. I think someone Are you else is gonna visit the house? No. It's just a stripy it's just a stripy house. It's in Shimokitazawa. Yeah. I've seen it. I <laughs> Sorry, uh, probably not. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to your show and I'm gonna visit the Umezu house. 
And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking for a publisher and or representation. (laughs) If someone's listening and they want to advocate and fight for the weird comics I make. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can talk about that. Other than that. um, What's your handle for like, where can people find your work? On on x.com. Give us your oh, uh, um, wait, what is my, uh, what is my, oh, A-D-E-G-E-N-A-R-T, A-D-E-G-E-N-A-R-T on Twitter. That's me. And, uh, and on, wait, no, I'm not, I'm not going to blow up at the spot. I was going to say nothing. That's it. That's, That's all I it. got. That's it. And Alec, where can we find your work? I got a brand new comic called Crime Hardcore, <laughs> and you Let's can go. read that. Oh, actually, right now you have to buy it in the book form from my website, alec.land slash shop. Uh, there's other Crime Hots. Do you catch up on all the rest of Crime Hot at uh, crimehot.com, believe it or not? And uh, <laughs> yeah, you can find me on social media at Alec Robbins, where I'm going to post inflammatory tweets about One Piece live action. <laughs> I'm get a bunch of people upset. I got a lot of people mad at me, and I. I can imagine. I can. Im- I I was surprised at how almost immediately people were like doing that double reverse thing of like everyone shitting on this. This is actually good. Like that backlash to the backlash thing, and I was like, Did you I just felt kind of crazy. I don't know <laughs> yeah, I tweeted my thoughts on the show thirty minutes after Netflix <laughs> dropped it because I was just like. <laughs> At midnight, I'm like, I'll watch it. And I didn't look at what anyone else was saying, and I tweeted something pretty mean about it. And I found yeah, out I'm in the morning that I was the only one who didn't like it. Well. <laughs> but again, I do want to say, I want to give them credit where credit is due. The main actor, they fucking nailed it. And That's kind of a miracle Luffy, of casting. I agree. Luffy, I mean, Luffy is, cool. is Latinx. Well, it's like, if you're, you're going to make a show like that, uh, if you're going to yes. do a One Piece adaptation, like he's kind of the best you can hope for, even if he's Absolutely. not like as amazing as yeah. you'd like. It's like that is for for their yeah. version of One Piece. Yeah. It's also maybe I'm just feeling old and in, in like a sentimental way. But when I saw the previews for it, I was like, these kids look so cute and joyous. <laughs> I wish they were. I wish they were in something that they were making themselves instead of like. Oh. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. like the, the kid who plays Luffy is so cute. I was like, yeah, man. I hope he has a whole career where he gets to do real interesting stuff that's not just like... I've never seen someone actually kind of pull off like saying an anime attack in real Oh, time. yeah, that never works in English. <laughs> well, I, I don't think it really worked for me. It wasn't worse. Well, they made a fucking meta joke about it, which was annoying. That. Yeah. Hated that. Oh, I don't commit or don't commit. Tell me, yeah. tell me what to do. Also, before we that that, thing, I, need, I do need to comment on how insanely this show is shot. There are like yeah, entire sequences that look like it's supposed to. It's filmed like a mm-hmm. like an American Pie drug sequence or something. Yes, where like yeah. the end yeah. of the frame are blurry and the the, ca- the characters yeah. are like in a fisheye lens right in your face. I cannot fathom why it's shot that way because it's never. I, I, think they, I think they probably thought that they were. Good stylistic and manga looking by doing that but didn't think about it too hard it's the right? best guess i got yeah that's, that's probably <laughs> i saw skills of that and i couldn't make sense of what yeah well i was like i was kind of making a joke out of it because they do that shot where a character's like an inch from the camera in a fisheye lens 
And they yeah. did that in the Cowboy Bebop show too. So I think it's like the same DP maybe. Oh, I, just got, no, I just probably saw and... your tweet about this. Alex. Oh, yeah. That's why I know this. Well, like, yeah. They did it like once and then I'm like, okay. Yeah. That was crazy. And they did it again and I'm like, oh, is this just like a, a, a mainstay? This is like part of the visual language on the show. They do it like 20 times. It's they, well, what happened time. was somebody, somebody really made a case to buy that fisheye lens on, yes. on Bebop. And they were like, we've got fucking fist I don't like I don't know well, I, I get like, like, like a monkey's paw because I swear. <laughs> yeah no yeah. I, I actually made like a, a statement a few weeks ago where I was talking about how like most TV shows these days like don't really experiment with the visual side of right. things. Like they're not buying interesting lenses. They're not like renting interesting lenses. They're just kind of shooting everything in a really flat manner. And then of course the show comes along and I'm like, all right, fine. Go back to the, go back to the boring way. <laughs> like it's also, it's a, I think it's a distinct lack of, um, uh, yeah, again, there's like knowledge breakdowns happening. Like craft is getting worse. Um, I mean, the VFX shit is getting worse, but worse. totally just for we know why, mercenary yeah. reasons. And we, we know, know why. why. Yeah. And it's so funny because it, we know why, and I still see people almost daily be like, why are these Marvel films look so bad? <laughs> and it's like the people who are making them and not getting paid are telling you every day for the last three years. Like, I watched you Marvel. must have heard this. Like, <laughs> I watched the new Ant Man on a plane the other day. <laughs> now it's coming that back from like Michigan. An appropriate uh, How was like, it? I, uh, if you want that... to see a movie where it looks like nobody made a decision at all <laughs> at any point in the entire process, that's the movie to watch. Because the, the, they go to like a, a a new world called the quantum realm that you've never seen before. Oh, yeah, that looks so bad. But they made no visual choices. There's no art direction. It's just like a muddy blob. It looks like it when you mix all the paint together and you just have to live with what you got. I don't understand why they operate like that with like Doctor Strange and Ant-Man and shit. Like they have all the Jack Kirby art that they've stole from him and never made him. But, no, but, but nobody in charge. Inspiration. Nobody's committing to any decision so it's like it yeah. isn't too much of vfx people trying their best and you put it all together and because nobody at the top is making any calls on what should and shouldn't be there it just becomes a, a yeah. milkshake slurry of nonsense and they're hiring people out of commercial film school not artistic film schools like yeah. it's they're taught that the shortcuts they're taught like the the easiest ways to do things and the cheapest ways to do things and that's like what they do that's yeah, all I know how to do. Really even when nice they get the budget, it, yeah. even when they get the budget of their dreams, the yeah. most budget ever, that's all they know how to do. And that's all that they've been taught is good. So they, that, then that's what they do. And, it's great. And again, if you're a Netflix like executive, like producer executive of, of like some kind of CFO, something, I'm just saying like, you have no idea how much a good wig will change <laughs> the way you're showing scene, and you have, it's important <laughs> to have a good wig. Well, they use they use drag queens for cheap uh, promotional content, um, yeah. and then don't hire queens that know the craft to do any of the actual. Yeah. like they clearly have yeah. access. What are they doing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, this was such a lovely conversation. You're both so incredibly smart and talented. We should do it again. We should do it again. Please, I would, I would love, love that. that. I would love to have uh, our panel boy, boy and the Heron? Oh, oh yeah. Let's, let's oh, do it Please. Yes. I, I, yes. I, 
I bugged G Kids to to get me early access to that somehow. I'd like DM them. Wow! I'm about to to fucking do that because (laughs) my friend walks one of the G Kids producers' dogs. Oh my god! There you go. I don't know what G Kids is, but they're a distributor. uh, My Uh, cousin is is a G Kid, and I too know G Five. It, no, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they they, they, they just... introduced me to Masaki Yuasa. <laughs> oh, I remember, oh, I, I remember, yeah. I remember you posted story, about like, that. Very That's briefly, so cool. the story is insane because so they invited me to the premiere of Inuo, and I was like, yes, yes, I want to go. Thank you. That's so nice of you. Why me? Thank you. And then I showed up. <laughs> and You're an influencer, I'm Alex. In, I'm an influencer now. And as I'm walking mm-hmm. in, they, they go, all right, well, uh, if you'd like to meet Yuasa, come with me. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would like to yeah. meet you, awesome. Well, to me, it was pointless. And you could speak Japanese. I just had to through, like <laughs> a few minutes of his translator telling him that I enjoy his movies, and then he said thank you, and that was it. Which was fine. That was That's great. great. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Let's oh so in December. Let's let's watch Boy yeah. and the Heron on the big screen, and then talk about it. How's that it's sound? It's not until December. Yeah. Well, no, that's the wide. It's it's starting like the premiere in New York is is like October first at the Lincoln. Oh no, Center. shit! I thought there's, it was early gotta, I gotta I gotta like yeah. work some angles here. Like, all, oh, we all, we all can... gotta pull some strings, get our early yeah. screenings, and then we can do our podcast in October and not wait till December. We are well, press. October is next week. Like hell yeah! Okay, we are we're press and we're gonna get press access. It's also funny because they did the whole thing when it came out in Japan that they were not showing trailers and nobody yeah. was talking about it. And then the, a group chat I'm in with all like the all of my Japanese friends are like, "Hey, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Do yourself a favor, just go and see it." I was like, "Motherfucker, I'm in America. I cannot. <laughs> I can't. Is it good?" And they're like, "I don't want to ruin it. It's great." And I was like, "What's it about?" They're like. Just go and see it. I was like, I cannot. <laughs> I thought it was just so funny that like they just dropped a trailer immediately in America. Just like, yeah. oh, okay, they're not well, doing that mysterious thing. I guess Americans are too stupid for that. No, um, they could, they could, they could have made it work. They probably think it just worked, yeah. Disney was just like, nah. I actually saw people mad that they released a trailer here. I saw people like getting really I'm, upset. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, let's see that two okay, weeks from now. Okay, I'm gonna work some angles. See if we can get in, get in the one of some of these screenings. <laughs> Probably awesome. not, but I'd, well, I'd go and do that. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you both for coming on our little show. Yeah. Thanks Thank for coming. Thank you. Thanks, and, uh, I'm gonna sneeze one second. Wait. Never mind. Oh, oh, get no. Okay. Mind. Continue thanking us. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I'm having allergies. That's why I look stoned. I'm like. <laughs> You guys look great. Thank you, and and let's have fun out there, everyone. Let's have fun! Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun.